It's an update, if you will, because we talked about this a lot last year, legal aid in this province. Remember, there was big problems last year where lawyers were talking about, we can't do it anymore. We just can't, you know, it's not worth it. And there was, you know, threats of work stoppages and the like, if I remember correctly. But there was a lot of, there was a lot of conflict around there. And the province stepped up with 25% increase in funding, I believe. Now, that's for the lawyers. The other side of the equation was announced this week. Uh, the province long-awaited changes to legal aid program, and what they did was increase the income threshold. So if you earn a certain amount, you qualify for legal aid. If you earn over that amount, you don't. That's how I understand it. The threshold was $25,000 a year. If you made under 25000 okay, you, you qualify for legal aid. They've raised it to 30000 uh, okay, so it's a 20% increase, but it's still, it's 30,000. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. But if you're, if you're in Alberta making 35K, 40K, 50K, um, I don't know if, if, uh, you're in a position to afford legal representation all that easily. Let's find out. We're going to speak with Paul Moreau, who is president of the Alberta Criminal Trial Lawyers Association. Paul, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Well, good morning, and thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure to be here. Okay, so let's say uh, we've got the increase here. It's a twenty percent increase, twenty-five to thirty thousand. That that's good, right? I mean, that that's a sizable jump. Well, I think you put it exactly right, Jay. It's it's not nothing. Uh, it's certainly an improvement, and it's a good thing for people in that income category. But yeah, it's not enough. I mean, really, this is a philosophy uh, decision. Uh, We're either going to have a legal aid system that assists the working poor, uh, or we're not. And where we're at right now, it's yeah, it's better than it used to be. An increase of $5,000 up to a $30,000 gross income is certainly an improvement, and I applaud the government for that. But at the same time, if you look back historically, you know, 10 or 15 years, and then you adjust for inflation, it's still lower than it used to be. Right. Okay. And if you've got an individual who's working at a minimum wage job, even if they're working full time, 50 weeks a year, that puts them at $30,000 more or less. But if that person gets, you know, a few days overtime, then they're over the threshold. And somebody who's making an income of, you know, 31, 35, even $40,000 a year, if they get charged with any kind of a serious yeah. criminal offense, there's no chance they can afford private counsel. Okay, I wanted to ask you that, Paul, and it's tough to put it, it's really difficult, so if if I'm asking you an impossible question, feel free to tell me. Let's say I get pulled over for an impaired driving charge, okay? And and I want legal representation, and it's going to go to trial, and I hire Paul Moreau to represent me on this drinking and driving charge. What do you, give me a ballpark. What's that going to cost? Well, there's a range, of course, because like any private enterprise system, different people charge different amounts, and the amount they charge is often based on their experience. But you could easily look at something between five and fifteen thousand dollars to defend a case like that. So if you're making, you know, thirty-five grand a year, that's just out of sight. It's not possible. It's not possible at all. No, it's not. Um, okay, and and let's get a little deeper into that thirty k because I mean that's just the, the big number. But um, how does that break down? Because is, is that based on individual income, household income? Because there's there's some different pieces around that, right? There are some different pieces around that, and what the government has uh, released is only the first part of that puzzle. I understand they're going to be releasing some more information around the end of this month, but as I understand it, it's $30,000 for one person. Okay. That's the threshold. Um, So if you're in a household and you... Paul, you still there? Did we lose Paul? Okay, I'm going to throw Paul uh, up on hold here for a second. Hopefully we get him back. Um... 
All right. Uh, we've got Paul back. Paul Moreau, who is um, president of the Alberta Criminal Trial Lawyers Association. Paul, thanks for calling back. I appreciate it. Yeah, sorry about the technical problems there, Shay. No, oh, that happens all the time. Okay. One of the things that I was bringing up while we were trying to get you was the fact that um, another issue that surrounds us, and it makes a lot of sense, right, is if it's all based on last year's taxes. So if last year you're doing pretty well and you're making 50K a year, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you don't qualify for legal aid, but this year you lose your job. June rolls around. You need legal aid. You can't get it because it's based on last year's taxes. That's another issue, right? Yes, it is, because, uh, of course, in, I guess anywhere, but particularly in Alberta, we know the economy is volatile. People get jobs, lose jobs, incomes change. Uh, now, in fairness, legal aid needs to look at something to figure out what your income is. Yeah, for sure. But if you're, you know, it's based on last year's taxes, just like you say, it can be a real problem for some people and can be very unfair. Yeah, but like you say, Paul, and, and, and you touched on it, they need to have some way of assessing your income. They have to draw a line somewhere and they have to say this is the threshold. I mean, that's just the reality of the system, right? It can't be unlimited. That's right. But I'm not sure why they couldn't look at, say, your last three months of income. True, true. Um, let me ask you a question because we're getting a lot of people on the text line, and I, I don't want, I, I'm Googling and all the rest of this stuff, but you're a lawyer. You can help us. People are saying, well, why do I have to pay for anybody's criminal defense? If you don't want to be in court and you don't need a lawyer, then don't commit a crime. I mean, it's charter right that we're allowed to have a fair trial, and that's where the legal aid component comes in, right? You're not guaranteed legal aid, obviously. We're talking about who can get it and who can't. So how does it fit into the rights that we have bestowed upon us as Canadians? Well, you're, you're right. Uh, legal aid is not an absolute right, but everybody does have the right to a fair trial. And with more complex matters, uh, the law is becoming increasingly complex, and it's almost impossible for an unrepresented accused to fairly defend themselves. You mentioned, you know, what if I got charged with impaired driving? Well, actually, the fact is that no matter what your income is, you wouldn't get legal aid for impaired driving if you have no record because you're not going to go to jail. So okay. legal aid is basically only extended to people who are at risk of going to jail. And that's where the charter comes in. If your liberty interest protected by Section 7 of the charter is at risk, then you're entitled to a fair trial. And that means in most kinds of cases, not all, but most cases, you have the right to legal representation. And if you cannot afford it, it will be provided for you by the state. Alberta has been doing this since 1970. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of us get used to watching cop shows on TV where everybody has the right to access a public defender. Not the same in Canada. There are there are restrictions that are in place. That's right. There are restrictions. The principal ones being, are you at risk of going to jail? Yep. And secondly, can you truly not afford a lawyer based on your income? Okay. Gotcha. Um, so where are we with the whole legal aid system in the province? Because it's been contentious for well over a year now. And I talked about the fact that the funding for lawyers was increased, and that seemed to have quieted down that aspect of this. Uh, now, this is a new one. Uh, how do you feel about where we are, what point we've come to with the legal aid system, generally speaking, right now? Well, we're in a state of evolution. Uh, the legal aid governance agreement is up for review this year. So that'll involve talks between the uh, Minister of Justice and the Legal Aid Society uh, and uh, the Law Society of Alberta, which is the governing body for lawyers. So there's three parties to this agreement. They get together and they draft a five-year agreement uh, as to how legal aid is going to be funded. So, um, you know, the vast majority of the money that legal aid spends is on low-level, what we call level one offenses. Uh, so these are the least serious mm-hmm. offenses, but it's the greatest number of cases. 
Uh, people think about, you know, legal aid on a murder trial, but it's a very tiny percentage of the money that legal aid spends. It's a small percentage of the certificates and a small percentage of the money. So there's been an increase in the amount that gets paid to lawyers, which frankly just barely keeps up with inflation relative to where we were in the past. Uh, for most lawyers, it's not really possible to make any kind of a decent living on legal aid if that's all you do. It really only just barely covers your overhead. So virtually all criminal defense lawyers have a mix of some legal aid cases and some private cases because you have to have those private cases to support doing legal aid work. So criminal defense lawyers generally look at legal aid as sort of like volunteer work, pro bono work for the benefit of the society and the profession, right? Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I know it's part of it, but it is it is quite an ask. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for your insight on this. I really appreciate you answering some of our questions. Thank you.